All right, welcome back to the Walleye World Podcast. My name is Rob, and we are back. It's been a minute. I've had grad school kind of get in the way of things, but I'm done. I'm graduated, and it's over. So now I can focus on the Walleye World, and I'm back. We're back. It's a good thing. Some good things going on. The May Madness Tournament, which was a couple months ago now. I know, I'm late. But uh, it was awesome. We had 53 boats. Everyone had a great time. Prizes were awesome. Good eats. 94.7 WCSX was on site. And we also had Michigan Outdoors doing some recording. So if you check out their YouTube page or you've been on uh, their website, I'm sure you probably saw our TV spot, which is super cool. They followed the uh, Fox family as they fished the event and did a little recording of the weigh-in, which is awesome. So good event. In other good news, our club was fortunate to receive the Michigan United Conservation Club's Affiliate Club of the Year, and that's a big deal. So, first of all, I want to thank our current president, Rich Benson, and our vice president, Tim Muir, for really having the vision and casting goals to make that happen, and uh, really rallying the troops to our board of directors and our members, and we came together, and if it wasn't for those two, it wouldn't have happened. So, we were able to reinvest into their main camp in key areas that needed rebuilding and that's a win for everyone it's a win for the club it's a win for the MUCC and most importantly it's a win for kids that want to get involved in the outdoors and reinvesting into them so yeah thanks guys and thanks everyone in the club for making it happen it's our club and uh, we stepped up and we did something great so July we have a couple things going on July 20th through 22nd will be our July Derby. If you're not familiar with the Derby, what that is, it's a weekend-long event with specific fishing hours, so you'll want to check out the rules on the Facebook page or the main website to get the boundaries, time, and weigh-in location. But I can tell you this, our weigh-in location for this event will be at Lakeside Tackle in St. Clair Shores. Later on in the month, July 29th, our kids' summer outing is happening, and if you're interested, if you have kids, you want to check that out, definitely be paying attention to our Facebook page, the main website, or get additional info at our general membership meetings. So, besides that, a lot has been going on. The lake is on fire. I've talked to folks that have been fishing longer than I've been alive, and they haven't seen the lake fishing this well, ever. It's unbelievable. You want numbers? You can get numbers of good eaters. You want big fish? Grind. Know where they're at and why they're there, and you can get them too. I was just out today trolling crankbaits, and it was unreal. 27-inch fish. Had to work for them, but they're there. So we'll get more into fishing reports later, but the lake is absolutely on fire. The rivers are still fishing well. I mean, if you want to pull wire, if you want to jig, if you want to whip, everything's available. Every tool is pretty much working if you use it in the right context. Later on in the episode, we'll also have an interview with Eric Lenz, who recently started up a Lake St. Clair Walleye Weekday League. And that's pretty awesome. I haven't been to one, but I'm looking forward to checking one out. Just good camaraderie. So we'll pick his brain and find out what's going on with that. And for me... I'll talk about a little recap of fishing the National Walleye Tour in Saginaw Bay, and I'm proud to represent the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association wherever I go. And I went out of my comfort zone. I'm not really a tournament fisherman, and I wanted to check it out and learn from it. 
and become a better fisherman. So I'll chat a little bit about that, too. So, yeah, we'll do a National Walleye Tour recap. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the lake and the connecting waterways for the walleye fishery. And also we'll do a little interview with Eric Lenz. So stick with us. It's going to be a great episode and we're going to have a lot of good information for you. Okay, so recap of the National Walleye Tour event. I um, I can't even put in words what this event was like. The energy, the competitiveness, all the pros that I've looked up to for as long as I can remember, all in the same event. All in the same room for the tournament meeting that occurred right before the event. And yeah, I basically lived like a walleye bum for a whole week. I uh, fished with my good buddy Jeff Anturi, who... This was his first event ever for National Walleye Tour. He's fished MWT and some Masters Walleye Circuit events with his teammate Eric Lenz. But basically, we lived like walleye bums, bounced from different houses from guys that we knew, and we fished 8 to 12 hours a day trying to figure out the bite when the weather would allow. The first day we went out, there was initially, I would say, three to five footers. We were trolling in the Outer Bay focusing on rock piles, totally different bite than Lake St. Clair, targeting fish off of structure versus weeds, or if you're fishing in the early spring, different color of water and temperatures. Yeah, so just a totally different beast. Then eventually that wind picked up even more. Northeast below is the worst on Saginaw Bay, and the waves proceeded to build and swell, plus the residuals, and we had occasional six-footers, so Needless to say, we bounced all the way back from north of the Charity Islands to Caseville, and it was, uh, well, I never felt unsafe in the Ranger 621 FS, but it was bumpy. It was sag nasty. So pre-fishing, it was finding the key days where we could make the runs that we wanted to because we figured the bigger bites would be on the outer bay where those fish generally migrate out after the spawn, chasing bait, relating to structure, and uh, pre-fish is awesome. We got some great fish, great baskets. That would have done well, but unfortunately, the bite didn't pan out that way during the actual event. One thing that's really cool about fishing the National Walleye Tour is that each day you're paired with a new pro. Um, it's done on a random basis, and you're going to learn so much from each guy because everyone approaches walleye fishing differently. They have different uh, mindsets, ways to attack the water, and you're going to absorb as much knowledge as possible. If you ever fish an event, which I highly encourage, don't be afraid to ask questions. Learn as much as you can. Try to understand not just how, but the why you're approaching the water and targeting walleyes the way you are. Day one, I was paired with Wayne Van Dyke, and he is a well-known pro from Michigan. He's done well across the nation in walleye tournaments, and he schooled me. I mean, <laughs> he's a retired teacher, and um, he's like the sensei of walleye. I learned so much, and one of the big takeaways I got from him is do everything with purpose, intent, and stay focused with everything. For day two, I was paired with Robert Cardenas, a pro out of Minnesota. Um, you've probably seen some of his stuff. He has an incredible outdoor media skill set. Um, Finn Outdoors is his latest venture, and they're putting out a newer TV show uh, called Fishing Addictions TV, and I'm looking forward to that. You might even see me on that fishing the National Walleye Tour Saginaw Bay event, but that guy, super positive, never gives up, and he schooled me and taught me so many cool tricks 
as a spinner fisherman. I thought I knew a decent amount with fishing crawlers and spinners, but um, it was eye-opening fishing with guys that have way more experience than me and way more knowledge and applying it in different waters. So I had a blast fishing with him. But yeah, every single guy I communicated with um, on the pro side or um, anyone involved in the tournament was super friendly, helpful, and it's like a big traveling family. These guys compete year after year together all across the nation, and they know each other. They're friends. They all talk, and everyone's approachable. These are guys that I look up to in the industry and also competitive fishing world, and me, believe it or not, I'm more of an introvert and I'm more of a shy guy. So one thing I can encourage you guys to do if you ever fish anything like that is don't be afraid to go up, approach these people and talk to them because they're down to earth. They're cool and um, they're willing to share knowledge. Uh, so definitely, definitely check out a National Walleye Tour event and uh, don't hesitate to ask questions. That's one thing I can say. Don't hesitate to ask questions whether it's related to the techniques you're using at hand or the techniques that you know these pros can do and have done and apply them in different bodies of water. I asked Wayne Van Dyke about jigging cadences on ripping wraps in different areas, and I learned a ton just by asking simple questions. When I asked about ripping wraps, Wayne told me a Hail Mary story about when he was fishing with his partner Eric Carlson on a Green Bay event. They were trolling for a good portion of the day, and Wayne, if I misquote the story, you can uh, bust my chops later, but basically they decided to do a Hail Mary. They went to a, an island, found some structure, and Eric decided to cast ripping wraps up shallow. Rip the bait, drop the rod tip, let the bait go back to the bottom, and repeat that cadence. First cast, large fish. And then they ended up getting their last couple big fish that they needed to get a better turnout for the event, so... Never be afraid to ask questions. Never be afraid to learn more and go out of your comfort zone in these events. So, yeah, I fished two different areas on the bay in totally different approaches. Um, day one, I was fishing Outer Bay, north of the Charity Islands, and we were targeting rock structures, targeting the bigger fish that were out there, and they were stacked. If you looked at the side scan and traditional sonar and down scan, walleyes were stacked, but they were lockjawed. The wind changed directions and the weather also changed, but they were not biting. Wayne decided to make a move and just to give you an idea about how these guys approach water. Wayne had a spot on the map on his chart plotter that was not charted or plotted on any map that you'd see. It was the size of, I would say, a postage stamp if you're looking at your sonar screen, but it was a single hump and there are fish all over it. Guys at this skill level are able to dissect bodies of water and find key areas that hold fish that most people aren't aware of. So we worked that area and pulled two ounce inline weights with crawler harnesses on simple patterns. Nothing custom, nothing flashy and blingy. Just simple patterns, old school, chartreuse, pink, orange, trolling those over suspended rock piles and Got some good fish out of there, but uh, not enough to get us into a good position for day one. But I learned a ton, and I learned the mindset of a true competitor in the walleye world. 
my day two experience fishing with Robert was a little bit more comfortable in terms of the ride out. We didn't have to go nearly as far. We focused on the inner bay and the water was a lot calmer. We were not beating, <laughs> we were not getting beaten up by three footers in uh, different directions, the good old sag nasty chop. And uh, yeah, not nearly as far as a run. So it was, it was great. More of my comfort zone fishing uh, inline weights and spinners but even though it's my comfort even though it's something that i'm used to doing i absorbed so much knowledge from robert his approach to fishing things um, finding microstructures and the way that fish are relating to these areas and never giving up never giving up he knew there were fish there the right fish and he knew they were there there was no need to move there was no need to uh do some wacky stuff. You just had to focus and grind. And we got a decent bag of fish, but they weren't the ones we were looking for. And they weren't the ones that Robert got in pre-fish. But you know what? I had so much fun fishing with him, learning new tricks in terms of spinner fishing, um, talking about life, talking about uh, some of the cool things that he's got his hand in, in terms of uh, outdoor media. And uh, He's also got a good taste in music, too. Um, if you ever see this guy on the road, ask him about trolling tunes. They're awesome. Uh, definitely check out his show that's coming out on TV. I believe it's on Fox Sports Network, and it'll be airing next year. Fishing Addictions TV. I think it's already established, but uh, he's got some awesome stuff coming out. And you might even see me in uh, the National Walleye Tour Saginaw Bay event uh, when that airs. I believe it's March 2019, but don't quote me. But they got some awesome things going on. And uh, I can't say enough. If you're a competitive person, if you enjoy learning, you got to check out one of these National Walleye Tour events. If anything, you will learn more than you will learn in months and months of fishing on your local body of water by going out of your comfort zone, asking questions, and seeing with your own eyes how the best of the best in the nation get it done time after time. So now we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the big lake. And again, this is just my opinion and my take on it. Um, I'm no expert. I'm always learning, though, and always having a good time trying to figure out what's going to get these walleyes to go. So for me, at this time of the year, I'm looking for the deeper water. Um, I'm looking for the water that's a little bit cooler, and I'm looking for deep weed beds. As those weed beds get denser and thicker and come on up, I want to troll crankbaits right over the top of them. And that's been a pretty good pattern for me for getting some of the bigger fish that I'm looking for. I'm not always looking for eaters, which is nice now and then, but sometimes you want to get the bigger bags because you're practicing for, in our cases, our derbies that we do through the club. Or maybe you just want to challenge yourself, you versus the fish, and you're looking for bigger fish. But what I can say is baits that are natural have been excellent. Um, one of my best baits are the JT Custom Tackles Golden Boy and Bandit. It uh, kind of mimics a walleye, and it's got a nice red chin, and there's something about it that just pisses off big walleye. I've seen big fish on Lake Huron, Saginaw Bay, and Lake St. Clair all caught on that bait, so it's not just hype. A lot of the pro boats that I was fishing and had that bait during NWT, so I've been doing awesome on it. On Lake St. Clair, I know a couple other local guys have been hitting up big fish on it too. Definitely check it out. Fire Tiger colors are really good. Um, kind of mid-July, early July, I like to run jointed Husky Jerk 12s. 
There's just something about a snaky action that they have that just entices the fish. Great bait to run fast and burn it fast. Um, two miles an hour plus. I also really enjoy running those top 20s and dredging them on the uh, mud flat bottoms in the lake. It's pretty excellent if those fish are tight to the bottom. They just have a great action. And I find that now and then that the top 20s kind of search. They'll jerk to the side a little bit or the other side. And they got just a great action. Excellent for walleye. Actually, I caught a really big pike on one today, too. Sent it right back. But definitely check those out. Great summer baits. And they only get better the faster you run those baits. But, uh, yeah. Big lake flats. Deeper water. Weed beds. Trolling. Can't go wrong with that combination. And also summertime you can start looking at the uh, areas of the channels by the St. Clair River definitely check those out do not overlook them and uh, definitely some casting going on too I've been able to run size 7 rip and wraps casting the weed edges and just a good old rip pause then let that rod tip tip down and reel back in it's been pretty effective but um, there's always Always different ways to catch these walleye. And that's what makes them such a fun fish to catch because there's so many different techniques, so many ways to get them. And it takes next level skill, just my opinion, to stay consistently on big fish and get them in the boat. This next portion of the podcast was a live broadcast from Crocker Boat Launch where Jeff Vantori and myself took an interview with multiple guys fishing the Lake St. Clair Walleye League event. And this was number three for their weekly events. We're outside right now in a parking lot, Crocker, Crocker Boat Launch here in Harrison Township. And um, just beautiful out here. Good July evening. Got a little north wind today. Picked up, it picked up pretty good. I heard guys coming in, a couple guys are in right now, and they're like, yeah, it got a little rough out there. But you know what? It's just it's the way it is. Um, a lot of guys out there fishing, putting in time, working hard, and we'll see what happens here at the weigh-in. Yeah, and one of the challenges with a live weigh-in is you're probably going to hear car background noise. You're probably going to hear a little wind, but that's what it is with a live event. So this is our first recording that we're doing on the spot here. But we're just here to have a good time. Everyone's here to learn. It's Mr. Benson. Yep. We got the, got the trophy rig out today. The trophy pro the trophy is pro. Up. Them offshore boards sitting there. Beautiful. Yep. Here they all come now. They're all walking up now. Yeah, I'm sure most of these guys are using crankbaits with a little worm burner on the end of it. No cranks. Came, you can't even tip your cranks with worms. I'm being facetious. Yep. <laughs> it's all live bait today, guys. So we're going to see how the bite's going to turn out. Like Jeff said, it has been all cranks for the bigger fish. But we're going to see how the live bait guys are going to be doing today because that's what they're restricted to for this night's of the week. Weeds, them weeds are up today and you got a north wind blowing with that current coming down north. And them weeds probably just laid down and that dinner bell is probably ringing out there. Yep. So, still got fish fly hatches going on, mayflies still going. Actually, me and uh, Mike Demansky were out Saturday, Sunday morning, and uh, we were catching walleye, and they were just throwing up fish flies like crazy. So, we'll see what these guys were doing. Yeah, we were pulling um, crankbaits 11 feet down, and we were just ticking the weeds in some of the deep water spots we were at. Um, cookies are here. The cookies are here. Some of the longtime members and great contributors in terms of knowledge and also volunteering their time. Just pulling up here. I'm sure they want to be part of this weigh-in. Oh, yeah. Um, more guys are rolling up as we speak. Yep. It's going to get hot and heavy here. I think they had 12 boats tonight, 11 or 12 boats, which is pretty good. It's probably average three to four guys per boat. And uh should be pretty good. It should be. And I, I, think, um, I think it's taken off pretty well. 
I would say so, and I think we'll get a little bit more about the intent and the purpose of this league once Eric pulls in and gets his boats in, but we're really looking forward to hearing from some of the anglers that placed really well. Rich Benson Sr. is tying down the boat. The trophy pro. Okay, so I've got President Rich Benson with us right now, and he just got off the water with his anglers. He fished with his father and then Vice President Tim Muir. And uh, Rich, just tell us a little bit about the bite today. I know Eric threw a curveball in terms of fishing technique specific. We were going with live bait. So tell us a little bit about your experience fishing the lake, uh, maybe some of the tactics you employed, or uh, some of the general areas if you want to disclose that. It's up to you, but you're live on the Lake St. Clair Wally Association Wally World Podcast. Okay, well, um, live bait for us was uh, no-brainer crawlers. That's what I'm uh, comfortable with out here. I, that's what I started fishing over 40 years ago with my dad with. And uh, we pulled crawler harnesses behind offshore boards. We were using uh, my, my inline weights with uh, the bead chain on it. So um, boat control was a little bit uh, difficult today because, my kit, one, my kicker motor wasn't running right again. So uh, we went... Uh, it's being versatile, uh, a part of being versatile when you go out on the water yep. is, uh, well, we went off the main motor and we uh, threw a couple bags out. We threw a big uh, Amish Outfitters four-foot bag and the wind was blowing the boat still too fast. So I threw out one more small bag that I had. It was only a 24-inch uh, bag. We were still getting blown about 1.7 to 1.9. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, we're going too fast. Well, it wasn't too fast for the walleyes. We picked up two nice ones probably to three to four pound range, maybe a little more. Um, we made a run back up to the top of our run. Um, we are fishing a weed bed on the north. It'd be almost straight north of the uh, St. Clair Light. Um, if you go out there and look for it on your graph, you'll see it. It uh, sticks up about six foot from the bottom and uh, very distinct area. And once you, uh, once you get out of the weed bed, there's nothing. It, it goes down, there's no growth outside of it. Mm. Um, we marked fish and bait the whole time we were in the weed bed, and uh, once we moved out of it, uh, the fish were still there, but uh, not as many, and the bait were uh, a little bit thinner. But uh, it's an area I've fished for quite a few years. Um, we were able to get three passes in tonight, and uh, on our third pass, it was uh, the sun, you know, the angle just changed on the sun a little bit. It was time to... Uh, maybe raise the baits in the water column a little bit. I Instead of running about 44 back, 42 back, I uh, ran two at 30 back and they immediately both got hit. One, one I, uh, as I was letting it out, reeled it in. It was our third fish that we're gonna weigh tonight. And then uh, the other one was a, uh, it would have been a nice uh, eater, but uh, I've been eating a lot of walleye lately. So- uh, That's a good problem. We, yeah, well, we let it swim. We'll, we'll catch it next year, maybe the year after when she's a couple, bit, a couple inches bigger. But, uh, so we, we landed five today. It was a little bit slow, but uh, at times there was four over four foot waves out there. We no were kidding. taking them up. Yeah, we were taking them up the motor well, right past the motor, almost to the top of the motor, and uh, we almost called it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it would you know well called fit. We would have come in you know where it wasn't so bad, but uh, this time of year, typically that weed bed and another weed bed uh, a couple miles away from there hold bigger fish. Very nice, Rich. So it sounds like you were targeting specific weed beds. Um, were you looking for something specific in terms of the growth and height coming off the bottom? Uh, tell us a little bit about the water temperature at the surface. Well, I, I never paid attention to the water temperature today because it, it's been really warm. Okay. Um, you know, Michigan this year has been really warm the past uh, two, three weeks, and uh, the water temperature is really high up there. And coming off, 
I don't have a, a temperature probe for depth, so we're you know we're we're within a half mile of the channel out there, and we're getting that nice cold supply of uh, water out of Lake Huron. So right on. not knowing what the the thermocline or anything like that is, or what the you know, I, I'm not too worried about the surface temp this time of year. That that whole lake, the, the coldest areas are going to be off the channels, um, where you get that fresh supply of water from Lake Huron. Um, what you're really looking for is the weeds. They they need cover to hide. Their food needs cover to hide. Absolutely. And they need to hide from the muskies too. We we didn't hook into any muskies today. Um, we we normally do, but uh, the only thing we caught today was walleye. That's um, a good thing. Yeah. So the, the walleye they need to cover as well as their prey needs to cover the perch, and everything smaller out there. So uh, you know, all in all, you know is. You know, the, the, the high winds in the rough water does throw a curve at it besides saying, hey, uh, you guys are going to fish live bait tonight. And, you know, that, that's usually the way I fish, either live bait or crankbaits. Mm -hmm. So, and it was good. Uh, it was Tim's first time on the water since uh, earlier this year. So it was good having him back out on the water Good with to us. see him back out there, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I, now I'm taking my dad fishing. You know, when I was a little kid, it was uh, him taking me fishing. Now I take him fishing, which is... Uh, really nice and uh, even though I worked today he stayed at home got the boat all ready and literally I, I got to his house through one of my through one of my bags in the boat and uh, we came on out here to the launch so uh, looks like one of our club members is walking up now with uh, his three fish away yep got a couple nice ones in there couple yeah. nice ones looks good so. well thank you so much for your time rich and uh, all right. Definitely look forward to hearing from you more. And it looks like you had a great time out with your father yeah. and Tim. So good stuff. Always a good time out there. All Thank right. you. Good having you. All right, so we have more anglers showing up as they're preparing for the weigh-in. Um, League Director Eric Lenz is pulling up the weigh board. Jeff Vantori's got the scale set up, so we're looking forward to getting some of these guys in for weigh-in. Lots of good competitors, top local sticks, club members, and guys that are just... Uh, Hardcore walleye anglers all across the board here in southeastern Michigan. So we're looking forward to seeing what these guys are doing, what they were doing, and how, were they get, how they were getting it done. So, yeah, more coming at you very soon here. Standing by until we get more guys in for weigh-in. All right, so we have our first contestant weighing in, Jim West and Adam Just. Total weight for three fish is 8.84 pounds with a big fish at 4.56 pounds. So good job, guys. More coming to the scale. All right, next group of anglers, Russ Shotwell and Pomeranski with a weight of 7.92 pounds. They are not weighing a big fish. Next basket at the weigh-in. A nice basket for three fish. We'll wait for the anglers' names. Rich Benson, Dick Benson, and Tim Ure with a basket of 10.78 pounds and a big fish of 4.18 pounds. Solid basket for three fish. Remember, we're fishing live bait only for this event. No crankbaits, only live bait going on this event. Mike Demansky's basket is up. Mike and Tarpon Greg with a basket of 8.22 pounds. Next two anglers are Lackey and Lackey with a three fish basket of 8.48 pounds running live bait on Lake St. Clair. 
4.56 on the big fish, and that is a tie between our two leaders for the big fish category. It will result to measuring for length if that is the big fish. Obviously, the longer fish will take it, but we'll stand by for the rest of the weigh-ins. Dolman and Hancock are the next two weighing in with a basket of 3.38 pounds. Jake O'Hara and Joshua are weighing in their big fish and then also their top three. Big fish is 5.74 pounds with a total basket of 12.30 pounds. Solid basket for three fish. All right, so I'll read off the next two entrants. Joe Julian with a basket of 4.26 pounds. And Gabriel and Brown with a weight of 4.36. No big fish for either team. So we have a total of nine entrants weighed in thus far. We're waiting for the last few to weigh in their fish. I expect good baskets. Then after that, we will do an interview with the top three and see what techniques, where they're fishing, and more importantly, why they're fishing and targeting these walleye. So looking forward to getting some more information, and we've got another weigh-in. All right, the last basket with Team Lens is 10.10 pounds with a big fish of 3.64. We're standing by for official rankings. Rank number one gets all the money for this event. It's just a simple $20 buy-in, friendly competition, and uh, anglers competing against each other for a weight of three fish only, and that is it. So we're standing by for our first, second, and third placing. And we do have it. Taking first place for this event, which is our third league event, is Jake O'Hara and Josh O. Second place is Rich Benson, Dick Benson, and Tim Muir. That's the, uh, we'll call it the presidential team. Third place is Team Lens with Eric and his father. And uh, fourth place is Jim Weiss, Adam Just. Fifth place are the Lackeys. So great event. Guys were fishing live bait, and I look forward to interviewing some more of these guys and talking about what they were doing and how are they getting these walleyes going. I'm going to get a picture here for the Facebook page. All right, all contestants have weighed in, so we will interview with the top three anglers if they're willing to, and we will also talk to League Director Eric Lenz about the event. And we look forward to covering more on this, but definitely check out Lake St. Clair. It's an awesome fishery for walleyes and uh, a great time by all. If you want to meet some good guys that know how to fish and throw down and have a good time, definitely check out one of our League events. Tuesday nights, 5.30 p.m., weigh in 9.30. Uh, check out the Facebook page or Facebook Eric Lenz for more information. Okay, so I'm interviewing the uh, place number one team for the league night, uh, event number three. I've got Josh with me. And uh, these guys were restricted to fishing live bait only. So they were out on Lake St. Clair. Um, I'll have Josh tell us a little bit about the techniques they were employing and why they were doing it besides the obvious restriction of live bait. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, yeah, we were running spinners today, which fortunately for us is probably our best tactic that we have uh, in Jake's boat, which is pretty nice. Uh, we were just running uh, three-quarter ounce inline spinner or inline weights and then ounce weights uh, anywhere from 25 to 40 feet back. Uh, Fire Tiger blade crawler harness was, was pretty consistent. And then... Uh, you know, obviously your go-to copper and red it always uh, puts a few fish in the boat for us. Very good. So um, in terms of targeting specific areas, were you looking for colder water, 
uh, particular structure. I don't want you to blow your spots, um, but if you could tell the folks what to look for in uh, the early July bite for walleyes on Lake St. Clair. I go mean, ahead. honestly, you just got to look for, like, some good good weed beds. I mean, right on. you'll go through over some sections where there's no weeds, and then you'll go through a nice patch of weeds and, you know, pull out a couple fish. And it's... Uh, just got to find the good weed beds is what works for us. Yeah, in my experience, I found that uh, a lot of those bigger fish this time of year are tight to the bottom. They're hiding in the root structure to get away from the sun, um, to ambush fish. And uh, crankbaits have been awesome for me. But obviously, this event, we were restricted to live bait. And you guys put a very effective program together. Yeah, um, were you running larger size blades, 5.6, deep cup? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely larger blades. Uh, okay. I mean, for the bigger fish, usually seems to produce the bigger fish for us. I mean, that's why we, we like we run a lot of large blades. We don't really mess with the small ones too much. Break it down for us. I know you were mentioning you use one ounce weights and three quarter ounce weights, and you mentioned a couple lengths back out, but for the folks that don't quite have the depth charts memorized, when you're putting those uh, blades out with inline weights about 42, 40 feet back, however your main program was, about how far uh, deep down was those baits going? Yeah, eight, eight to about eight to twelve feet. Eight to twelve, twelve feet down. So you're splitting and fishing the uh, yeah. upper half water column. Yeah, definitely. Very Tried nice. Tried to run some higher stuff as it got later, but they they wanted it down closer to the bottom. Gotcha. Did that bug hatch affect your bite at all? No. No. Uh, I don't honestly, personally, I don't. I think the bug hatch really doesn't have as much effect as people think. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of have to work with what's going on. Mm -hmm. and uh you know just try new things well great job josh thank you so much for your time and congratulations on Thanks. the first place finish yeah appreciate it okay so i'm with league director eric lenz he's the mastermind behind this event and it's just a good time for guys to enjoy themselves fishing this lake and having some friendly competition at a low entry fee that makes it accessible for anyone so i'll just go ahead and have eric tell us a little bit about this event and uh kind of his uh thoughts and heart behind it and, and how it come to be and we'll talk a little bit more about today's event and how him and his father fished out on the lake today go ahead eric well i uh kind of came up with the idea a couple people were kicking it around starting something up on lake st Clair. i know a couple other uh, bodies of water have a weekly league and you know summertime guys are in softball leagues and and whatnot so figured we'd give something for the guys to do after work um we run 5 30 to 9 30 on tuesdays so it, Tuesday seemed to kind of be the best night for everybody. Uh, some guys can get out on Monday after work to kind of do a little bit of uh, scouting around. And uh, the Tuesdays seem to be the best night so far for everyone. It's prime time. Seems like those fish have really been turning on um, in that last two hours of daylight there. So getting some good fish um, in that prime time. And, you know, I, I think we, we decided to start this whole thing just to give the lake good exposure. Um, to really kind of show what it's all about. Um, we have our Lake St. Clair Walleye Association uh, monthly derbies, which are a great time, um, but it just kind of opens up things for a couple other guys that can't necessarily always make the derbies and are interested in fishing during the, during the week. So everything so far, we've had a pretty good turnout. I think the first, uh, the first week we had 18 boats and we've kind of hovering around uh, 13, 13 boats the last two weeks. So. We were kind of hoping when we initially started it that we would have at least 10 boats each week, and we're, we're accomplishing that. The uh, It's $20 per man, which is very reasonable. Um, that way you can bring as many guys that you want out on the boat. It kind of drives that pot up a little bit. And uh, 
you know, the last three weeks, it's been good money to the winners. It's a winner take all. Uh, so you got to kind of swing for the fences and, and hope to get them big fish. And everybody's been going home with good money. And part of the reason why we wanted to do best three fish is it's a little bit more difficult than, than what you think uh, to get those three fish. The three, your, your three big fish are really important. So it kind of forces you, instead of trying to get a good quality five or six fish bag that we're allowed here on Lake St. Clair, to really to fish for those uh, three really big ones and kind of hog hunt. And, uh, you know, another big reason why we wanted to start this, not, not just to give guys something to do after work, but to kind of share information. You know, some guys really get to spend a lot of time out here. Some don't. They want to come out. They want to have fun on the weekends. They want to know where fish are at. They want to learn new tactics. And that's part of why we, uh, we did the curveball. Um, and this week it was live bait only. The crankbait bite's been really good with the bug hatch. So those fish have been uh, wanting kind of a reaction bite. So it sounds uh, pretty simple, but the live bait thing um, is actually a pretty big curveball for some of us that have been focusing on just running cranks so far this year. You had to slow down and, and run crawlers, and, you know, still, still some good fish came in. Absolutely. I think one of the cool things uh, behind this event that Eric thought of is that curveball aspect. They're going to pick a different thing to restrict anglers. And don't think of it as a restriction. Think of it as an opportunity to learn and push yourselves outside of the comfort zone. Today was live bait like Eric was mentioning. Most guys were on a great bite in terms of crankbaits. Um, but I think every week we got something a little bit different that's going to challenge all the walleye anglers on this local body of water. And we definitely want to encourage guys from outside of the Lake St. Clair area to check this out. If you want to meet some good guys that are passionate about the sport of wa uh, walleye fishing and uh, learning how to fish different areas with different tactics, this is a thing for you. It's easy to access. It's only $20, and you might end up with a nice check if you get a nice bag of three fish. So, uh, yeah, with that said, Eric, um, if, unless you have any other thoughts on the uh, league, go ahead and tell us as little or as much as you want about your uh, fishing experience this evening. Well, I think you nailed it there with, um, you know, not necessarily being forced to do something that uh, isn't effective, but it changes up, you know, your program of what you're doing. And yes. it's, it's definitely a learning process. And what we learned today in our secondary spot that we went to is that, um, you know, we, we predominantly fish weeds. I like to fish over the tops of the weeds. It seems like this time of the year, um, those fish bury themselves in, in that cabbage weed because they get that good shade and they kind of get out of the sun. But what we learned about our secondary spot today is that there wasn't really a lot of weeds and we couldn't figure out what those fish were holding on with the, uh, with the crankbaits. But running crawlers today, we kept getting a lot of perch and kept having a lot of perch steal our crawlers off. So what we definitely learned about that secondary spot is that the perch are what's holding those fish in that area. So, you know, that was something that we kind of thought ahead of time, but we weren't really sure because running cranks, you know, you're not getting those perch, but no. running the crawlers, it definitely told us, um, you know, that's what those fish are, are holding on to in that area. So definitely learned a lot tonight about, um, you know, about that spot and about, you know, where some of the better fish mines are at. Um, I know a lot of them like to be in them weeds right now, but you know, they're actively chasing uh, perch and eating, eating perch. So, you know, that's another thing to look for. You can't just overlook the, uh, the flats out there. If you can find an area that's got some perch that are holding, um, those walleye are there right now too, eating them. So, you know, with the bug hatch going on and everything, uh, you know, the, the, the fish definitely like eating the bugs, but you know, one perch, you know, equals a whole night of eating bugs. So, um, those better fish have to have some better, bigger forage to kind of sustain their diet. So uh, definitely learned a lot about that. Um, 
we had two two colors that really were good for us tonight and spinners. Um, I, I was able to get out yesterday. I got a couple really nice ones yesterday. I got a 27 and a 25, and they Very both came nice. on that same color. So we put two of them out today, and uh, I think that they caught most of our, our wayfish. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great night out there. It was a little bumpy on the ride out. Uh, I personally love, you know, I love running spinners when it's really rough like that and windy. It seems like those surges kind of get that crawler to flutter up you know and then it kind of slowly falls back down it really triggers those fish so although we weren't able to burn crankbaits you know like we wanted to there's still that action that the waves were given um that really kind of triggered those better fish so it was a good night we're due for a w i think we've had uh, a second place uh, a fourth or a fifth place and a third place so we're kind of hovering around there. Our, our times do. We lost two real good ones today. Our first fish actually was about a 26, 27. And then in our second spot, we lost one about the same size. So that's just how it goes. It's tough to keep those fish buttoned up when you uh, get those big waves, those those surges. So you do the best you can, and you know you know somebody's going to get them. And and uh, Jake and Josh got them tonight and uh, put it put together a good bag. So they walked away with a good handful of money and. You know, hopefully it keeps them coming every week. So I, one thing I will say, I really appreciate there's a few guys that have been here every single week so far. Uh, you know, another thing, too, is I understand that with work and, and people's busy schedules in the summer, you can't make it every week. But even if you can only make it one week, uh, you still got a shot at that big money. You still got a shot at meeting a lot of new people and, and learning some new tactics. So I definitely encourage anybody that uh, is interested in coming out and fishing Lake St. Clair or fishes Lake St. Clair and wants to test themselves against a, a group of some pretty good anglers out here, then, you know, come out on, on Tuesday night. Check me out on Facebook. That's the easiest way to find the update. I also have a um, uh, Lake St. Clair uh, weekly league page that I post all the updates and everything on. So if you want to kind of follow everything. Um, I, I post all the uh, the winning weights and what we do for the curveball is pick it on Sunday night so that way it gives you Sunday Monday to kind of get things ready um, for Tuesday so again I really appreciate everybody that's been coming out we've had some really good bags coming in so I think it's only gonna continue it's only gonna get better August out here is really good so um, I think that we're gonna continue to see some really nice fish come out of here absolutely well, thank you so much for your time, but you know I have to ask because you lobbed the softball. You mentioned two specific colors, and I'm sure the anglers that are listening would like to listen if you're willing to disclose. So, if you're willing, it's up to you. Uh, I tell you what, I'm, I, I really like them JT blades. Those JT blades really seem to do the trick for us, so I, I can't tell you what color, but uh, perch patterns are never bad out here. Ain't that the truth? Well, we'll take that. And Eric, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And uh, we look forward to hearing more from this league and more of the contributions. Good luck next weekend on your uh, tournament at Michigan Walleye Tour. Look forward yeah. to hearing from you soon. Absolutely.